Hello, everyone. This is Ryan, one half of the titular wrestling purists. You'll hear this little intro before each one of the lost episodes. So before this podcast was started, I got my break into podcasting in 2020 with a podcast called Podcast World Order, also known as PWO. Jeff was known on their show as the resident wrestling purist. On their YouTube channel, I would have a weekly show called Referee's Discretion that turned into the ref bump with Jeff, which then turned back into Referee's Discretion, but this time with Jeff. Uh, shortly after that, I decided to leave PWO to start the Wrestling Purist with Jeff. So I owe the name of the Wrestling Purist to Jeff and my break into podcasting to the guys at PWO. Thank you, everyone, for the support. Thank you for your continued support of the show. Check out the Wrestling Purist on all social media at WPPod1. That's WPPOD1. And I hope you enjoy some of my early work as a reviewer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of The Ref Bump. My name is Cod Sinclair from, from such acclaimed shows from the PWO YouTube page, such as Referee's Discretion and most recently The Quick Count. Um, you know him as Jeff the Hitman Hall, uh, but very recently um, we we did one of those uh, DNA twenty three tests, and we found out that um, that he has a long lost relative um, who is who is who has been an official in his career. Um, so Jeff the Hitman Hall is now Jeffrey Long, as he is related to Teddy Long. Um, how did how did you come to find? How did you react when you found out that that uh, that you have a relative that is also an official? Now it's like you and I are brothers. Uh, well, first, let me start by saying uh, thank you, Kyle, for having me on the show. Um, and second, let me say, uh, what's going on, player? <laughs> um, man, listen. <laughs> listen, you, you, you start digging deep on some family trees, and the next thing you know, you may or have an uncle or two that you didn't even know, you know? So come to find out, you know, Oh, oh, Uncle Theodore, and, uh, you know, the rest is history, as, as they say. Yeah, um, well, uh, you and I are on this journey together. Um, for those who are catching us for the first first time, um, Jeff and I have done some reviews in the past. Um, we're going to do a review probably every two or every two weeks or so, um, give, or, give or take, um, you know, we're just going to watch some wrestling and just shoot the breeze here for about an hour. Um, so this, on, on our first episode of the Ref Bump, it is WCW Starcade 1997 from the MCI Center in Washington, D.C. Um, I went to the show as a kid. Um, all those shots that you see, like, at the beginning of the show where they're, like, miles and miles away. That's where my parents and I were sitting directly <laughs> in the middle. And I was like, oh, that looks awful familiar. <laughs> like, um, but no, it was um, this, this I felt was a great show to watch because we are in December. This is Starcade month. Um, we just had um, we, we just had one of the uh, guys in the main event come back to our, to our television screens uh, within the past handful of weeks. Um, but yeah, this is the biggest show in, in, in the history of WCW, and they are building it like that. They're talking about it like that. Um, just, just the hype coming into this show for me, um, I was pumped because Sting hadn't wrestled in over a year. Um, Hollywood Hogan has been runner, running roughshod, essentially, over, over the entire WCW. Um, thoughts going into this card, Jeff? Um, let me correct you there. I believe the correct term is running wild, brother. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. No, I I I agree with you. Um, I actually didn't go to the show. Ironically, um, I mean, I remember being mad. I'm because I think we had some family issues or something. Something happened where we didn't go. <laughs> like last minute, we we weren't allowed. We couldn't go. Um, but yes, I I would agree. This is a time in wrestling 
it's just crazy. You're, you're kind of right on the edge of dirt sheet. Well, dirt sheets have always been a thing, but you're almost, you're on the edge of internet. It's kind of coming in, you know, so internet, uh, smart marks, smarks, if you will. But the fact that kind of like Sabu and, and Taz and ECW, where you had these guys not touching each other. I mean, not even touching each other for a year. This may be probably one of the, the, the best slash slowest burns, you know, of all times. Now we'll, we'll talk about if it paid off or not at the end, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, or, or if it was executed properly at the end. But yeah, I, I agree. This was, to be fair, the, this was booked so well um, in the way that they did it that we probably would have been let, I mean, someone would have had something to complain about anyway in hindsight. But yeah, this was a big pay-per-view for WCW. And I think this may have, well, not just this, but this was another nail in their coffin, if you will. If, yeah. If you, um, if you ask me. No, agreed. Um, I think there was so much hype built around this show to go with that year plus long hype. And, you know, talking to a couple of people outside of the PWO circle, um, they compared it to the first Rock versus Cena build leading up to Mania, where they really didn't, you know, square off a whole lot. They didn't face to face a lot. Um, I can't remember if it was the first time around or the second for them, where they where they teamed up at Survivor Series. Um, but even if it was the first time around, they they built that from one WrestleMania to the next, and. It's, it's it's very similar in that in that regard. Um, what happened to Ab, after that is for another episode. Um, but this is, um, and you can check out the review for uh, the main event for Starcade '98 on the Quick Count. Um, Here we go. Because I really feel as though um, that was the final nail for them. What led to that? So we'll can we get there. Um, I'm ready to dive in. I'm ready to roll. Yeah. Um, we start off with the WCW Cruiserweight Championship match. It is the champion Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Malenko. And right off, right off the get-go, um, you th- be- because this is when the Cruiserweight division is really starting to reach its peak. Um, just, just think about those two and then all of the Cruiserweights around them. Um, you're you're getting talent from Mexico. You're getting talent from Japan. Um, just look, versus versus Jushin Tiger on a on a Starcade show. Um, so you know, at, at at the WrestleMania equivalent, they have a lot to kind of they they have a lot to step up to the plate to. Um, so did you think they did it? With this match, uh, I'm going to be honest, this wasn't one of their greatest matches. If you had to go back and, you know, if you're just doing Eddie versus Dean, I mean, you could probably pick 10. This would probably be outside, outside the 10. Um, and, and, I mean, that's fair. I mean, you can't be the best every single night. You would assume those two guys would just put on a great match all the time. And, man, to be honest with you, they usually do. Um, but it, it, was, it was just a match. It was okay. You know, we had Ultimo Dragon in the um, was a personal favorite of mine in the, in the crowd. So, again, like you like you said earlier, Cod more um, or dare I call him a cruiserweight, but, you know, more of cruiserweight style guys, you know, that, that they're still introducing and showing. But as in a match, I mean, b- by no means was it a bad match. It's just knowing both guys, you think it would be on a um, it, it would have been better than it was. Yeah. Um... Speaking of speaking of people in the crowd, um, if there wasn't a if there wasn't a talent on the card, they were in the crowd, which I think really built around um, the main event, but also just this being the biggest show of the year. Um, it was it was it was different, and I'm drawing comparison to Cena again. Um, but when but when Cena faced the Undertaker that one that that one year at Mania. They didn't put him in the crowd to kind of like build that fan service up or to, you mm-hmm. know, draw any, you know, the point was for him to eventually face face the Undertaker. They 
to to kind of make this have this you know big event feel um and i think they landed it in that in in that regard um but i can name five matches alone that they had in ecw that were way better than this um this was uh this was definitely a disappointing for for me um it does end with um eddie hitting the frog splash for for the win um I did. I did like the final sequence there. Um, Texas Cloverleaf fail. Um, Eddie kicks the knee, then you know goes for the finish. Um, I love that aspect of it. Um, for overall, I would give it a one count. Um, just you, you, and just to your point, you expect so much more, and for them not to deliver is a little bit of a disappointment. Um, but I would say this is one of the better matches on the card, though. Uh, absolutely. This is one of the better matches on the card. I'd probably give it three stars. Um, uh, yeah, three. Three is three, fair, just, just for the guys. Like you said, the last sequence was good. Eddie hits that frog splash, and Malenko's kind of on his side, which I mm-hmm. was – which is just stuff that kind of doesn't happen with those two guys. You know, so that that's why I was kind of confused. But, you know, again, solid match. You know, I'm not complaining. But just, you know, you, mm. you would assume a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and then we transition from that, and then um, we get an in-ring promo from Scott Hall. Um, who, uh, if I could jump in, who looks all, looks all lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I, um, he lo- I put on my notes here that um, – that 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 he looks that he looks excitingly sober, but now that I think think about it, that's probably just another word for buzzed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he doesn't look as he looks like he almost could be sober, like you said, almost. Yeah. Um, what did you think about this promo in general, though? Um, I have taken a lot of a lot of flack over the years. I am not a Scott Hall guy. Um. Does he no? I guess pun intended. Does he have charisma? Absolutely. Um, he's a guy that actually has more charisma than working talent to me. That's just my opinion. Um, so I'm not as high on him as everybody else. Uh, he is great on the mic. Um, he does. I will give him this. He does have one of the best right hands. You know, just working punches. It's so good. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, not a terrible promo. Uh, you know, it's Scott Hall, but you know. It's, it, for me, it's just a dime or dozen. I, again, I, I, I'm not a Scott Hall guy, so I, again, I'm probably biased here. But you know, I'm not his biggest fan. Yeah, um, he definitely had his up. He had his ups and downs. Um, I think this is really when they wanted to give him a good push because '97, um, you know, was the year that he won World World War Three. Um, so with that, they were essentially strapping a rocket to his back to you know maybe be your next champion depending on what the on what the outcome is at the at the end of the night um but i mean i mean i could have done without this i mean i feel like it was just a time filler because um because your next match uh we have uh, a six-man tag uh we have we have macho man randy savage uh, Scott Flash Norton and Vincent uh, with uh, and they are facing um, the WCW World Tag Team Champions. Uh, it is a story about two brothers named Rick and Scott and mm-hmm. then they have a friend now his name is Ray Taylor also known as the Big Boss Man. Um, uh, fun, fun fact uh, it, it was supposed to be um, it was supposed to be Conan who was supposed to be with Vincent and Scott and uh, Scott Norton, uh, but we had Macho Man as a late replacement because Conan uh, was um, he was at the birth of his child. So okay, um, I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah, cool. uh, this is absolutely crazy. Um, I I I really didn't care about this match. If I'm being honest with you, uh, um, any match where it's you know, Vincent in 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 WCW and 
Oh my gosh, I immediately just turn it off, you know, just um uh what did what did you think about it? Uh this is typical WCW, but but what I did take away from this is that Macho Man is probably one of your most uh, what what can be in consideration for one of the most uh, not underrated talents because he's great. But I, I think people really don't kind of they don't really give him the the shine that he that he probably deserves. Because mm-hmm. I mean, here he has to be what fifty, you know? I mean, cl- cl- close yeah. to it, right? Not, oh. You know, and he, yeah, and he still just looks good, and he still can command the ring. I mean, he, one of these guys is wrestling, and the other ones are uh, well. I, I, I'm not knocking the Steiners because the Steiners are. are Good wrestlers in, in their own right. Maybe not so much here in, in this version of WCW, but but you know they are good wrestlers. But Macho Man mm-hmm. is just on another level, and he, even here, like, is this hokey and this wild and this all over the place? Oh, of course it is. But Macho Man is just—he's just great. You know, he's just great. And I, I know I'm probably you know picking the 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 best things out of this and leaving out everything else because the match wasn't that great. But I mean, no, if you're just watching then- him. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you you watch in a vacuum, one one of these things isn't like the other. Yeah, um, the Steiners are obviously the tag the tag team champions at this point. Um, it, I mean, not nothing really. Um, nothing really was great here, other than that um, Scott Steiner tried tried to kill Vincent at one point in the match with that uh, yes. doom that doomsday device uh, DDT. Um, mm-hmm. he tried, um, but uh, but but we do get Savage getting the win for his team with his elbow drop. Um, you know the other thing is that it felt like there was no structure, almost like it was just guys in a ring together, just no. having a match, doing what they wanted to do, um, and it and it showed. No, no, you're right, and then then. That's what I'm. The, and the only person trying to keep the damn thing together was Macho Man. You know what I mean? The only, he's mm-hmm. the only trying to. Hey guys, like let's kind of get this, bring this thing back in. Um, and to to be fair, the the Steiners again, they're good wrestlers, but it's not really for. It's not. There's not really anything for them to do in this match. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just yeah. <laughs> yes, they could wrestle better. You know, but it's just. This one was doomed doomed from the beginning. When you got Virgil in there, yeah, Vincent, whatever, whatever they're calling him now, <laughs> uh, whatever you want to call, you know, him. yeah, yeah, you're 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 probably in bad shape. Yeah, um, I couldn't get this one above a half count. Like I said, Vin, Vincent in the match just turned just turned off. Um, yeah, I, nothing, nothing fan fantastic. It was a match to be. I, uh, I'll give it a star on the merit of Macho Man alone. Dang, you're being super nice today, Jeff. I mean, I mean, I, I am, I am. <laughs> um, so we get Mean Gene bringing out JJ Dillon. Um, there's no referee for uh, the main event yet. What they said um, during during the introduction for this show is that um, they will pick a name from a hat. That is the literal words that come out of their mouth. Is that they will take all the referees' names, put them in a hat, pick well, it I mean, out, and that's your. <laughs> I mean, what, how, how else would you solve it, right? I mean, I mean, how, how else would you come to a conclusion, Cod? You know, you have to. You know, that's the only feasible way. Yeah. So tell me how, at the end of the day, they pull out the one name from the hat, and it's NWO special Nick Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, and and and, and uh, on top of that, for you know, maybe us, uh, Ryan and I showing our age. Um, I, I love watching these old pay per views when we go back and do this because you, you you see stuff that you just you just forget. You know, time. You know, you forget. And there's also a hotline to call in. And I know some of the younger kids won't understand, but boy, I was all about hotlines when I was younger. Calling in, trying to talk to some of your favorite wrestlers, talk to some of the referees. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's just cool seeing them plug some of that stuff that you totally forgot about. Uh, yeah, so 
Here we are moving on to the best match of the evening. Um, I'm really excited for this one. Um, we have uh, we have uh, Mr. Bill Goldberg himself taking on and... Steve Mongo McMichael. <laughs> God's and, favorite wrestler. <laughs> I tell you what, I will pop hard if I if I get a Mongo spot here. Um, oh man, um, Goldberg doesn't have well, pyro well, yet. Uh, go ahead. Uh, uh, go well. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no you you go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying we're. Um, it's like Gold Goldberg looks like um, he would have if they wouldn't have let him go over the fiend to freaking crown jewel. He just looks like he's just pissed at the world coming out for this match. And it doesn't look like it's character work. It just looks like he's legitimately upset about something. Oh uh, yeah. Because again, he's a guy that takes him. I, I don't want to get on this, this tirade here on this show, but he's a guy that takes him too serious and his work is trash. His gimmick is trash. Um, so he comes out there. He takes himself serious. Seriously, again, he's out here beating up Mongo up for real. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, actually for real. Uh, oh, and I, I, I was trying to tell you uh, when Mongo came out. I mean, it literally took four seconds to tell the crowd how he felt about him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, he always had something to say. If there was a camera in his face. Yeah, he you know. always made it a point to say anything. And Two seconds that in. That was what yeah, was great yeah. about Mongo. <laughs> Again, Mongo, and I, and I was in that crowd, man. Okay, he, I mean he's like, he's the gift that keeps on giving. He he's again he's another guy. His work's terrible, but if you're if you're just judging him on his charisma and his everything else, I mean he's great. You know, you know. Don't, I mean, ne- yeah. Ne- never mind him almost falling off the top rope. You know when he goes to get up. There. Oh my god! Who cares? Listen, it's uh, so at one point uh, Mongo does kick out of a spear. Um, which is supposed to be the setup for the for the jackhammer? Um, oh God, I don't even know where to go with this. I mean, I'm going to give it a zero count, but I just want to talk about how glorious this this whole this this whole image is. Um, Mongo almost almost gets paralyzed in the finish. You know, almost lands on his dang neck. Um, I what do you got? What? <laughs> No, no, no. I, 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 I agree with you. Again, this match is trash, and this is how this is how stuff ha- This is how bad things can happen because you have Mongo, who's a guy that's not necessarily a wrestler. He, he's green. He's coming into being a wrestler. You have Goldberg, who he's not really a wrestler. I mean, he's a wrestler, but you have two guys that are really super green, and they're having a match. And shocker when, you know, someone can almost break their neck four or five times. People almost falling off the ropes. You got Goldberg in the corner, you know, kicking Mongo-wise down. But, I mean, literally kicking the snot out. I mean, I mean, just nailing them with these kicks, you know. So, it's just – Yeah. It, it, and, again, this is another, another fault of WCW's. Guys weren't ready. Um, so, I mean, I, it, it's, it's nothing to me. It, it doesn't get anything. It just – this is the WCW that people make fun of and, and, you know, we all get on, you know, it, it's always a tale of two companies with WCW. You, you, we brag now and we say like, Oh, well, you know, WCW had the best wrestling around. And then you go watch your pay-per-views and you depend on which one you watch. And you're like, what, you know, mm-hmm. you, you have to find it. Unfortunately it's, you know, split the pay-per-view in half and half of it's probably good. And half of it is, is absolutely awful. Um, so yeah, yeah so, and, I'm sorry. And- Zero. Stars. No, you're fine, but it's but it's funny though because now we're in the late '97 when we're starting to get these ECW when we're starting to get ECW pay uh, uh, pay per views coming out, and it's the same way though. You know, he, you know, current current wrestling fans are saying like, oh, ECW, you know, was so was so great. You know, they always put on a great a great show, and then you go back and watch it, and it's like, well, you know, yeah, half the show is is really crappy. And then the other half, it's like you have four, four and a half star matches. You know, Lance Storm and Chris Candido bringing the house down. And then you get these, you know, silly squash, squash matches. It's like, I don't know. I don't know if either company could find, could find a happy medium between putting on, putting on the classics and then trying to maybe balance out their show with, with, you know, some like, 
with you know comedy match or squash match. It's like they didn't know how to balance it, and it just came out on the product. No, I, I would agree a hundred percent. Um, I I think that's the path that AEW is on now. Not so much with some of the. I mean, t- the time frame is different, but I mean, as in good and bad slash, you know, some things are really, really good. Some things are really, really bad. It, it just kind of depends on the week, depends on the show, depends on the angle. Um, but yeah, but, but to, to generalize and say, well, for the most, you know, for overall, it's great. Well, you know, you got to go back and eat. You got to watch. You have to watch. And I, I would challenge anybody to, you know, go back and like us, you know, pick a pay-per-view you haven't seen in a while or, or one you remember or one 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 someone's been telling you about oh man you got to watch it. it's the greatest thing since sliced bread mm-hmm. actually go back and watch it yeah i agree um so moving on to the ravens rules match between chris benoit and saturn um raven essentially come comes out and says that is that his contract says um you know when 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 he wrestles and he said he's not doing it tonight um, he continues to dodge uh, Chris and Wah. So we get Saturn out, and obviously a Ravens rules match is a fancy way of saying a no disqualification match. Um, it's funny be- because I don't, I don't know if they knew this was a no disqualification match. <laughs> like the first part of the match, you have you know Saturn trying to slap on a chin lock and. It's like you could literally go outside, grab a chair, and hit. Okay, I got a vent on this because um, when I when I would play video games, when, when I play wrestling video games with my dad, my dad would be huh? the one to you know go, go you know, grab go you know, grab a chair, hit 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 hit, and keep and keep and, and keep hitting me, and I'm like just stop, and he's like why like why, and that's why I'm at here is like why would you not go get a get a chair. And in a notice qualification match, or any weapon for that matter, um, and yeah. yet we're slapping on you know, like chin locks in the ring. You know, uh, it, it was it, it was very confusing for me. Um, but for guys that uh, for for guys that can legitimately go, this was another underwhelming match. Um, it it, it was, and the, the wild thing for me is is literally what we were just talking about you look at the card and you go back and I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I'm a big proponent of, I'm a, I'm a Perry Saturn guy. Um, he can really, really wrestle. I think he's underrated as mm-hmm. well. I, I don't have to say anything about Chris Benoit. His work speaks for himself. You um, feel how you feel about him, but if you're just judging a man on his, on his in ring work, um, he's great. So you see both of the, in their names on the docket and you're like, Oh, okay, here we go. This is going to be a good one. And, it wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't terrible, but it, it just didn't click. And then you got the you got the flock out there. You got Kidman. You got Riggs. Um, I hadn't seen him in a while, so that was that was refreshing, actually. <laughs> yeah, um, it kind it, it kind of reminded me that um, Lodi sick that. boy. Oh, you talk you talk about Guy Fieri. Yeah, yeah. N- name names you hadn't heard of in I mean years. <laughs> Again, Brody I, always looked like Guy Fieri to me. I don't know. Yeah, in in goggles, and yeah. Ravens, 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 my guy. I just love <laughs> me some Raven. His mm-hmm. WCW stuff is good. His WWF stuff mm-hmm. is good. His ECW stuff is good. And even when he was on the ring out, I mean, on the way out, his Ring of Honor stuff was great with Punk. I mean, it's just he's just great. Um, my mom you know, took a flannel that I used to wear around my waist at school, like Raven, and she took it and hid it from me because she said I had to stop wearing it. You know, I was getting teased <laughs> at school. <laughs> oh, wearing my the same, gosh. So wearing the same flannel around my waist and saying, quote Jesus. the Raven. But we'll save that for oh, another day. Man. Yeah. Um, it also reminded me, kid, um, because because Kidman's finisher has all – has always been, you know, shooting star press. But then it, but then this reminded me seeing him with the flock that he changed it to the seven year itch, which yes. I was, which popped me hard. I was sitting there watching. And I was oh like, yeah, seven year itch. <laughs> okay, um, but um, but you know, Raven hits you know an even flow DDT. Saturn put lock locks in the rings of Saturn. Benoit is unconscious at this point. Match is over. 
Um, I, I'm giving it a half count, and that I, I was really torn on it because I have here a half count or a one count. But the fact that they didn't use the stipulation because because the Road Wild show that I watched and reviewed on on referees' discretion. Um, that had a Ravens rules match on it, and they used the weapons well. It was just a bad match, and that's the same here, except they don't really know or care that it's a no disqualification match. Um, but uh, and it was overbooked to heck, honestly. Yeah. Um, I can't get it above a half count. Um, I get again generous. I gave it a star just because it's got Perry Saturn in it. Um, and Benoit and Raven, but outside of that, it it wasn't. But I but I, I I'll tell you another thing too. If you look at the time period, if you look at all the flock that are standing in the ring, I mean everybody's just jacked, you know. Yeah. And then you watch the card, you watch the card too, and you you know we get to some other wrestlers like Luger and Bagwell. It starts to make you well well it it, it doesn't make you think, but you look back on those times and you're like, man, like a lot of those guys were on the juice, man, you know? Oh yeah. And again, it, really it, it, said that. it was a different time back then. Mm-hmm. You know, we, again, like I just said earlier, you forget and you go back and you look at those pay-per-views and don't, I mean, I, like even, even Lodi is, you know, yoked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 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 You know, he's just yoked. On uh, steroids. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. I mean, he's just jacked. And, you know, and again, I, I'm not condoning that, but I'm just saying you go back and you look at some of these guys. We're just used to seeing, for the most part, smaller guys, you know, nowadays, which is fine. I, I'm not complaining. I'm, not, I'm obviously not saying guys need to be on the juice. But I'm just saying, again, different wrestling, different time. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of juice, uh, we have Buff Bagwell <laughs> versus Lex Luger. <laughs> um, all, uh, all the juice. <laughs> listen, I said that I hated the Master Supreme Vincent. I I actually felt okay. I'm not gonna lie on this one. Uh, so I'm so this I finished this match on the second viewing. Um, the first match, uh, the first time I watched this, um, about five to six minutes in, I actually fell asleep. <laughs> I Lex don't do that know what it. Listen, I. I have never been a Lex Luger guy. Um, Buff Bagwell, when you know you, when you limit what he can do in the ring, um, like we watched um, Halloween Havoc on here when he was when when uh, he was a part of Stars and Stripes, and when he's in a tag team with the right guy, it's just a great pairing. Um, you know, and then even with his solo run, he's not terrible. Um, you know, and no. I, and and I loved his finisher because the uh, because he was the only guy that was doing a blockbuster at the time, and oh, I was yeah. doing that off you know the freaking couch arm and you know bringing in the bed like, I, um, but but as he but as his run got to you know late late nineties it was probably too much juice he just couldn't move move around and Luger could never move. I mean, that was his one trait, that he was just never an athletic guy in the ring. Um, and you know what? God bless him now because he seems like a really chill dude, you know, in, you know, like these, um, you know, like against the ropes interviews and, you know, all of these, you know, yeah. star casts or whatever. Um, this match was absolutely awful. Do, like, uh, I, have ze- I have a zero star. Um, the biggest reason why – this match was 16 and a half minutes. Yeah. And to backtrack to what you said, I agree. Uh, I'm not going to say anything bad about Marcus Bagwell because I love me some Marcus Bagwell. <laughs> but you're right. If he wrestles in his, is to his abilities and stays in his lane, he's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you give him a guy like Luger who can't wrestle at all, well, like at we all. talked about earlier, well, mm-hmm. now you're, now you're in trouble, you know, because Luger's just off. I mean, Luger is Luger's. It may be the original. Well, he. Well, I take it back. He's not the original, but he's your original like '80s, you know, body guy. It's him. Mm. You know, you've had guys that had bodies that couldn't wrestle away before him. But if you're talking about, well, you know, once you start to get to the point of cable television and 
syndicated t- uh, TV. Luger's the guy that just is, God, absolutely terrible. And this match was bad. And both of them were bad. And then you throw mm-hmm. Virgil in it for some ungodly reason. <laughs> he, he's all, he's bumping like a ping pong ball all over the place in this match. And it's just, you know, again, get, get your money, Virgil. I'm not going to knock you, brother, but, <laughs> you know, yeah, this is a zero yeah, um, star for me. Yeah. Um, it, it's, um, we, we get a couple run ins here towards the end. Um, but we do get a Scott Flash Norton run, run in. Um, he hits Luger with the chain. Um, Buff covers him, gets the win. Um, I all the heels all, all also at this point. Um, I don't think a face has won yet on this on this show. Um, so it's it, it'll be very interesting to see, and I have a reason for that once we get to the end. Um, but I do not watch this match. Okay. This is, this is heroes of wrestling bad. Okay. This is time in your life that you can't get back. So don't do it. Listen. And I, I feel like I'm going to text you that, but but I didn't because I was like, (laughs) I I don't want to waste the the 40, like, I I don't want to waste the five minutes of conversation. We're going to have about it in text before we even do the show. Mm. So I was like, I don't, I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) When this when this match ended, I sat there, and I felt like um, at the at, at the end of Mega Man Two, um, <laughs> when you see like all the seasons change as you know, like he's walking, uh-huh. and I felt I felt like that. I felt I felt like we're Mega Man in this. Just everything around me just 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 sped up because this slowed down time. And if I never have to watch this again. I, it, it, it will be a gift. Somebody get me a Christmas gift because that's got to be it. So they, they were definitely putting time in a bottle in this match. I can guarantee you that. Um, so we move on to our next match. Uh, it is for the WCW United States Championship as, sure uh, as Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig, the champion, defends against DDP, Diamond Dallas Page. Um, Commentary with an interesting note here before we jump in. Uh, DDP replaces Ric Flair. Um, they don't really, they don't really go into why they're they they just kind of say it and just move on. Um, also, I don't, I don't know if you've noticed, but um, it it always seems like DDP's ribs are never are never healthy. Um, that's because they they never are in <laughs> COD. You know, if you know what's good for you, you shut your mouth about it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, you can thank Dennis actually, Rodman. Yeah. <laughs> um, we uh, this this is actually a pretty okay match for me. Um, Kurt Hennig, I feel like, is one of those guys that never got the world title push that he so well deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he was always a top level guy. And if he had to carry a match, I mean, here in 1997, DDP was not exactly a ring general, okay? Um, You know, he was still, I mean, he's only been in, like, he's only been wrestling for just a couple of years, so. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about a guy, what did he start when he was 31, I think? It was mid. It, it was early to mid thirties. I know that. Yeah, yeah. I know. He was a manager forever. You know, run, you know, running talent around, being with talent, and then he, he kind of, you know, people were like, "Oh, you should wrestle." And he was like, "Nah, you know, I'm too old. I'm too late." Um, but no, I mean, he didn't. Mm-hmm. I know Dusty. Dusty was a big guy. You know, Dusty was one of his biggest uh, backers, and I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think he got in like early, well, early, and I say like 32, 33, 34, and then kind of wrestled, mm-hmm. you know, until and, until he wrestled. Yeah, um, but the finish of this one, um, Kurt Hennig blocks blocks a diamond cutter. DDP does the float over, hits one. Loudest crowd pop of the night so far was when he finally hits that diamond cutter, gets the win. Um, I I feel like it was a little bit rushed. Um, towards the end there, I feel like you could have taken – some of the time off the previous garbage fire 
and put it onto this one. Yep. Um, but I'm totally fine with this match. This is a one and a half count for me. Um, the crowd was so into this match after virtually being dead for the last match. Um, you know, and I feel like with the run that Kurt Hennig was on, this was the perfect time for DDP to take the title off of him. No, I, uh, I would agree. These guys, like you said, the match wasn't the greatest necessarily. I mean, it, it wasn't bad. I mean, I've been saying that a lot, but it wasn't. And just the way they got the, cr- the the crowds into it, so that's all you need. And they were they were they were in it hook line and seeker from start from start to finish. Um, and Kurt Henning is a wrestler's wrestler. It's in his blood. Third generation wrestler. He's great. You know, he's great. And Dominell's page is Dominell's page. So I mean, this this was a good match. I, I mean, I, I gave it two stars. Um, again, it set the world on fire, but the crowd was in it. So it shows you how much I know. Yeah. Um, I could have also given it an extra half count uh, because uh, they they might have been in, into this match so well because the last match was so bad. Um, but I felt uh, the same way right. when I was when – I, when I was – Sitting down, I was like, "Okay, so what do I, what do I want to give this? Because this last match was super bad, you know. But this match is so good, so um, good on them, though. Solid match. Um, and then we get this next one. Oh, I'm. <laughs> um, so this is the uh, this is the second to last match on the card. Um, we get Larry Zabisco in action in 1997." Um, taking on Eric Bischoff, who is being accompanied to the ring by Mr. Scott Hall. Um, mm. uh, so um, there is a special guest ref- referee in this match too. Um, you wanna you wanna share a little bit, Jeff? Uh, it is Brett the Hitman Hall, and I'm uh, oh, sorry, Hall. God, Brett ah. the Hitman Hart. Put myself yeah. over. Brought the hitman heart, and you're asking why, and we're going to tell you the, the real reason. We don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't know why either. We we have no idea why he's in here. Uh, because he was yeah. poorly booked, um, and it had nothing to do. They, had, they didn't know what they wanted to do with the guy. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but that's we can save that save that damn story for another day. But yeah. Um. So we're still in '97. Um, Survivor Series was just a month before this. Um, obviously, on his way out the door, WCW backs up the money truck, brings him down to Atlanta, Georgia. Um, so he he is he is the hottest. He was the hottest free free agent at at the time. Um, but why? But why they put him in this match? Okay. Instead of just do what they end up doing by the end of the night anyway, um, I'm just really confused at this. Um, I did anybody win? Did anybody win this match? And then and then and then Larry Zabisco, I can't stand. Like I hate, I can't stand Larry Zabisco. (laughs) And then Scott Hall again. Scott Hall is not a not a you know a guy that I'm in love with. So then they have a dust up with Bret Hart after the match. He punches him, puts him in the sharpshooter. But it's, but for what? You know, it's just, it's just mm-hmm. a giant smas that yeah, I was, don't need. It was a waste of Bret Hart's time. Um, uh, yeah, I feel like, and I'll come back to this moment in time here in a handful of minutes because um, I want you to think about Bret Hart being the special guest ref- referee in this match. Um, and how he was utilized. Um, but with that being said, um, I give it I give it a zero count again. Um, it was a waste of time. Um, but with the main event coming up, I feel like you could have still put a match there that meant something um, and not wasted everybody's time. But I don't know. No, I, uh, I, I, I agree. It, your, your, your match before the main event, 
this should have opened, you know. Oh, this should open the show. But then, <laughs> but dude, then you also got to think it's it. No, no, no. But it's Bischoff, so you know he's gonna he's gonna put himself over. So what, yeah. What do I um, know? So here we go. Main event time. We have for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Um, we have the champion Hollywood Hulk Hogan uh, defending against. Uh, the icon Sting, who was just the crow here at this point. Um, this is his first match since Fall Brawl '96. So Fall Brawl is only in September. So uh, so we're looking at about 15 months, give or take a month yeah. or so. Um, typical um, typical Hogan stuff, honestly, to start. But any time. Thing hit Hogan with anything. It could have been a right hand. That place, you there was not a dry seat in the house. Like it, let me, everybody let, was let, losing their collective mind. Yeah, I, I, but my, my most of my questions are for you, Cod, since you were there. How like Sting came out? Like how was that? Uh, I was losing because because they had that six, little six, like six year old mind. Because they had that little, like, you know, laser light, you know, like sting and like scorpion thing. Like, and we're mm-hmm. talking 97. So, you know, this ain't exactly I, some people, you know, to, to, to my older people, you understand technology isn't necessarily booming here in 97. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. So around this time, I was about seven or eight. Um, um, you know, I don't do well with heights now. Anything where I have to look like, like straight down mm-hmm. or anything. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I gotta like, I, I, I gotta work myself into it to, you know, kind of sit down and just chill. But I was seven or eight. I sat and I was having a, I, I was having a gay old time. I tell you, um, Sting came out and I am a, I almost fell freaking down the bleachers, man. Like I was jumping up and down. I was like, oh my god, it's Sting. Um, I am a, I'm a freaking sound. I almost sound like Shivani when he came out on, 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 on AEW. It's day. Um, uh, but I, I was so pumped for this match. I was so happy. And then. This, <sighs> watching it and then watching it now, I it pulls up those memories because I just remember. Sting coming down with that with his face, and again, I, I'm on record. I'm a multicolored Sting guy over a crow Sting guy, but but here there it was just so much unknown, you know. Even because you didn't even know if he was a, a good guy necessarily, you know. You 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 just he just didn't like Hogan <laughs> or the mm-hmm. NWO. I mean, you know, you assumed he was a good guy, but. For a guy, again, this is why this was booked great. For a guy to not even say anything, no dust up, no run ins, you know, just oh man, it's just. And then when they're standing there toe to toe, because you know, it's Hulk Hogan and it's Sting. You know, for some of us guys, you thought you'd never, you know, that's something that would never happen, you know, for, for, yeah. all, for all intents, uh, for all intents and purposes, Sting is WCW's Hulk Hogan for the most part, kind of. Um, yeah. Well, 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 was supposed to be. So I, I don't know. It just, it just was. I don't know. It brought up a lot of emotion, not emotions, but just a lot of. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what I'm saying. It just the, the un, just the unknown and the booking mm-hmm. was just so good, so good. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with you that what? Um, that what original face paint, original face pasting um, is the best, hands down. Watch any of his early WCW stuff, um, and you'll learn about a man called Sting. Mm-hmm. Um, he does this. He does that. You know that. Absolutely. Um, so, um, so I have the, I have the, um, I have the number here. It's eleven minutes and eighteen seconds. Um, Hogan hits a body slam, um, covers him, and it's a three count. Hogan. Hogan wins. Um, so huge blunder here on the end of Nick Patrick because um, 
the count is supposed to be quick, which is supposed to lead to everything else that happens. Um, but that is an average Nick Nick Patrick three free count. It wasn't fast. It was average, and commentary is lighting him up like, "Oh, that was a quick count. What are we doing?" You know, and um, yeah, and and so here comes out the special guest referee from the last match. We get Bret Hart comes out to the ring. There's no business out here. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I mean, I'm I'm yelling at you. Like it's your fault. My, my no, bad. No, <laughs> but you are one hundred percent right, though. Um, Bret Hart has no business being out here. Not, nothing has been done to him. Um, stops the bell from ringing. Um, Hogan is trying to get out of town because the Boo Birds are out now. You know, because you build for fifteen months. You know, and you know everybody's expecting Sting to win this. Um, because you don't build that much to get this. And so well, Hogan's trying to get good. And then another thing too is that is that so that they when they when when Hogan hits a leg drop and gets the three count, uh Bret Hart's like already out there. You know what I mean? Like so it's like one, two, three, then they pan over to the can like to the bell. And mm-hmm. Bret Hart's there, like right now, like, hey, don't ring it. Like, well, wait a minute. You know, it, it's just, you know, then then Sting stings up and Hogan's selling. I mean, Hogan's, you know, doing Hogan, which is great. You know, he's bumping. He's scared, scared to death. So, like, like you said, all that is fine. It's just that initial count. Uh, it just, I, I, I don't know. It, it just wasn't good. It just wasn't good. And. Yeah, this has gone on for a long to time, mention, and then Bischoff, yeah. you know, has defended it and still defends it to this day. You know, saying, "Oh, we had to be there." Uh, no, you, you didn't. No, you didn't. Even as seven or eight year old Ryan, um, I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's Bret, it's Bret Hart. <laughs> what is Bret Hart doing out here?" Was the question because there is no answer. There's still no answer. No, no. Yeah, and then he gets. I mean, uh, Hogan gets put in the Scorpion Deathlock, or well, actually, well, I like to call it Sharpshooter. How dare he do that in front of Bret Hart? But um, <laughs> so they do that. Bret rings the bell, and now he stings the champion. Like, whoa, what? Uh, yeah, um, get a couple of stinger splashes. Gets the Scorpion Death Deathlock. Locker room. Um, locker room yeah. clears out. You know. Yeah. Um, now, I tell you, that is one thing that I always remember, even being up in the nosebleeds, is everybody funneling their way out. They get in the ring. They've got Sting on their shoulders. Everybody's partying. Everybody's celebrating. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm giving this nothing. No, I, I I agree with you. Nothing. So much, so many fanny packs too. Nineteen ninety seven. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm I'm giving it nothing. It, it just it just. It, sorry, um, it just was bad. Oh yeah, it, it, yeah. It was it was bad. This was bad. Yeah, they they had, um, just to compare for a quick second, um. Meltzer gave this a quarter star. Um, I really think he's being generous there. Um, what I what I mean about the match is that um, what you said at the beginning of the show, um, you know, this is almost the start to the end. Yeah, of yeah, no, WCW. Absolutely, it was. Or it, yeah, it, it 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 absolutely was. And it's sad because this. You know, we can say what if and, 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 you know, who knows. But this could have been a way of them keep, you know, WCW staying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, just, and just, no, it, it's very frustrating, though, because, um, you know, as a, as a naive kid, um, Sting won. And I was the happiest DDP shirt-wearing kid there. I tell you what. <laughs> He won. Hey, I had, I had the, uh, I had the blue one where it's the hands. Yeah. Um, uh, 
kind of a DDP guy, huh? Um, I guess at the time I was. Um, but Sting won. I was so I was so happy, you know. And now and now you know as a you know as as a curmudgeonly uh, you know middle aged man, um, <laughs> they had everything in their hands. I think and has been booked differently or even halfway decent. Yeah. I feel like I, I feel like WCW would be able to hang around for a bit. Um, well, and, and although they may have there actually would have things coming down the pipe, but she still would have gone under. But I, I'd like to think it, it would have lasted a little bit longer than, than, than maybe it did. You know? Yeah. Um you know, and I will redirect here before we get to the before we get to the end here, um, uh, we uh, I looked at Starcade '98's main event on the quick count, and it was Kevin Nash taking on the undefeated champion Golden Goldberg at the time. Um, and I actually I didn't think it was a good match. I thought it was fine for what it was. Um, but the thing that rubbed me the wrong way with that is that. Kevin Nash winning the world championship from Goldberg eventually led to the finger poke of doom because Goldberg wanted his return match. NWO had him arrested for stalking Miss Elizabeth. Hogan stepped in finger poke of doom. So I really want to say that having back to back star starcades with finishes that, you know, led to the demise of WCW um, it it's supposed to be the biggest show of the year, um, and it and it just wasn't. It was it was a huge no. letdown. So transitioning well, even... into, go ahead, go ahead. Just, I'm go sorry, on. I'm going to cut you off, brother. But no, you're good. even the even the card wasn't any good. You know, like so say I can stomach a a bad. Well, I mean, really, you can't botch an ad. Is just a blasphemy but the hogan sting thing okay if the card was great but the car wasn't any good either you know like and it's wild because mm-hmm. in this time period you go and you can damn near pick any nitro and the wrestling's fine the nitro may be bad and the booking may be bad and it may be skits and bits like AEW, but the wrestling's usually mm-hmm. good and then it was like weirdly you know on this pay-per-view which you would assume at least the wrestling would be good like it always is on nitro and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know if it was a, a case of maybe, big, you know, people getting the big show jitters, maybe. I don't know, because they're professionals, so probably not that. I, I don't know. It just, for whatever reason, it didn't click, and it didn't work. No. Um, I am I'm giving this a half a star out of five for the entire show. Um, I thought about giving it a one star. Um, because there's only really two matches on this whole card that you should even consider watching. Okay. And that is, and that is the opening cruiserweight championship match. And the second one being the United States title match, which wasn't great, but it was, but it was serviceable. Um, yes. Everything else on this card is just, why did you book this? And why do you have guys like this on the show when you don't have guys like Harlem Heat on the card? Guys like Rey Mysterio on the card? But yet, yep. we, have, but yet we have room for, you know, Vincent, uh, Larry Zabisco, Eric, Eric Bischoff match. It, it, Vincent, it, Vincent twice. Man, yeah, there's just so many missteps. And it's for your biggest show of the year, and I've, and I've already said it, it's supposed to be WCW's equivalent to, to WrestleMania, you know, um, and it just completely bombed. And, and I swear, if I have to watch another Buff Bagwell Lex Luger match, uh, that might be the end of the show. I'm telling you now. Well, well I, 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 I won't. If I see him verse, if I see him verse each other, or I just see him in a tag team, I'm I'm, I'm not watching. Even yeah. against each other, I'm not watching. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was so disappointed. No, you're fine. I was so disappointed because there was a reason why I picked the show, and it was because I went to it as a kid, and um, and 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 just like 
And just like what you said, you know, you know, go back and watch it. See if, you know, what you liked about it is still there. And the only thing I remember as a kid, like I said, is wearing, is wearing my DDP shirt and Sting winning in the end. Sting, and Sting's entrance being awesome. Um, everything else is be, with being a blur. And I'm like, do those things still hold up? And I'm like, yeah, Sting's entrance was great. Yeah, Sting winning was the was the right decision. It was the only decision. Um, everything else, just avoid the show. Just avoid the show in general. Um, what did? Okay, here's why. Because you can go watch an Eddie Guerrero D Malenko match. That's better. You can go watch a Kurt Hennig match. That's better. You can watch a DDP match. That's better. Don't waste your time funneling through this show to watch those those two matches. Or you can go to another show and watch a oh, match you, that's better. You don't even need to go to a show. I told you, like I said, you can just pick, pick a Nitro. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just um, pick, before you even get to a pay-per-view, pick a Nitro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and um, this, this is, is also... Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, th- no, th- good, this, is also a, this is also a time where pay-per-view actually means something. You know, or you... you, you you used to have to pay to view, you know, so you're talking 50, $60 in 96, 97, 98, you know, like that's, that was a lot of money. So usually those shows were, um, you could tell the difference between a pay-per-view show and a regular show because good, but this one just, it, it just didn't have it on so many levels, so many levels. Yeah. It, and I think the biggest question um, coming out of this is just why, you know, uh, why, why did this happen? Why did that happen? Um, uh, th- there, there's just so many things. Um, what grade did you give the show, Jeff? And what are your overall thoughts on it? Um, I gave the show, man, I've been struggling with this. I'm going to give it probably a star and a half. I wanted to give it one, but then I was like, maybe I can give it two. So I'm going to go in the middle there. I'm going to give it a star and a half. Um, that's being generous. It's probably really a star. It just was a, it just didn't deliver. And it's sad because, you know, this thing was before this uh, to harp on it again, it was billed correctly. The buildup was great. Everything else was fine. But when the rubber needed to meet the road, boy it just it didn't work out didn't work out at all yeah and i graded it a little more harshly because i feel like you're building this to be the biggest and they said it to kick off the show the biggest show in wcw history you Uh, said a building like that and you're kind of booking yourself into a corner a little bit but you have an opportunity to kind of book your way out of it and i feel like they just they just went all in and we're just like we're just gonna stick to what to what we've got and for some reason you leave talented workers off off of the card and you put guys in matches they don't deserve to be in and i graded it the way i did because everything was leading up to the main main event everything and i can i can forgive I can forgive kind of a sloppy match because Hogan wasn't exactly the ring technician he was, you know, in you know the late '80s, early '90s. Um, but just it was it was typical Hogan script, you know, uh, you know, and then and then they messed up they messed up the screw job, and then he got my heart for some reason. But um, I for all of those reasons, I and you and, I, and you and I are on the same page though. It's just that this hit me more mm-hmm. emotionally, I think. I think than than it, than it did you, and that's totally fine. Um, oh no! Well, but yeah. Well, well, now that I hit you, you're breaking it down like that. I, I mean, again, it probably it's probably a no star. <laughs> okay. Damn it! <laughs> but you know, you're um, you're right. But you know, you're right. Yeah, here I am trying to trying to defend it. Oh, bless, get me. Yeah, um, I'm ready to wash my hands of this. Um, so that is all for us today here at the Ref Bump. Um, we have all of our social media links down in, in the description below. 
Um, next time you see us on the Ref Bump, we will be taking a look at WWE Armageddon 2004. Um, we get a street fight. We get a Dixie dog fight. Um, we get a three-on-one handicap match. Um, and then we get a Funaki match. So should be a great time. There we um, go. Any, any, any parting words, Jeff? Um, like always, watch more wrestling. Watch as much as you can. Old stuff, new stuff. Uh, old stuff that is new to you, you all the way around. Support support local wrestling when it finally fires back up. That's about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, with that being said, we definitely appreciate you guys watching. That is, that is Jeffrey Long. My name is Cod Sinclair, and we will see you next time. <laughs>